Hi, welcome back to number three of three of our Enneagram mini series. I'm here with my friend Carrie at Beacons of Bravery podcast, and we're so excited and then so sad that this is our final mini series episode. But don't fret because if you have any questions, keep sending them to us because we're going to do another bonus episode and answer all of your questions. I hope you've enjoyed this Enneagram walkthrough as much as I have. Here's part three, the head triad. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Tammy and I are back with our third episode in our Enneagram series, and we are so excited. How are you, Tammy? I am good. It's been a little bit of a crazy day, but I'm ready to talk about the Enneagram a little bit more. Yeah. So we have covered the gut and the heart triads. And if you have missed any previous episodes, please go back so you understand what in the world we're talking about. And today we're going to cover the head triad. And those numbers are? Those numbers are five, six, and seven, the final three. And so this is called the head triad or the thinking center. Okay. And so, so let's talk about fives. Um, they're interesting to me. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you're going to say about them and who can relate. Yes. Who is a five? Okay. So a five is someone who is a investigative thinker. So these individuals really need to know the why behind things. They want to research. They want to know how things work. They are, usually like really smart and have so much knowledge because of all the research they do. And so there's, they can just pop off information that you're like, how do you know that? And it's because they just soak in information. Their, their um, core fear is being annihilated, invaded, or not existing, being thought incapable or ignorant, having obligations placed upon them, um, a or energy being com- completely depleted. So yeah, in a nutshell. A big thing, right? Yes. So energy is one way that we really can determine a five. Okay. And so one analogy that many, um, many of the Enneagram gurus use, which is actually a perfect analogy for this, is a five, you know, think of a cell phone battery. So you plug it in when you go to bed and you know when you wake up, your cell phone's gonna be at 100%. Right. 
Well, for a five, they will plug it in the same time every other number does. But when they wake up, it is only at a 75%, not a hundred. So they're never really fully like recharged. So Mm. they're always afraid. And that's one reason many fives are like really strong introverts. Mm -hmm. And it's because they need that energy. They, they need to step back and recharge like periodically throughout the day. Like they can't just go a full day, like a seven, which we'll talk about soon. Um, But they, they need to plan their day based on their activities and the people they're going to interact with. Now there can be fives who are extroverts. However, even the extrovert fives are a little bit more subdued. Like they can go and they, they can recharge with people, but it's still don't charge to a hundred. So they still have to, you know, be around their good friends or their family or in whatever extrovert way, Mm -hmm. but it still has that feeling of, if I do this, will I have enough energy to do this, this, and this? Mm -hmm. So they have to plan it out. So in my mind, when I think of a five, I think of an engineer type person, you know, analytical, likes the data, wants to know all the stuff. Is that wrong or? No, I don't think it's wrong. Now I wouldn't say that every five is likes that sort of detail, but I, I would agree that it's the, these are the ones that you want to be on your team because they're going to do the research. They're going to make sure all of the numbers line up. They're going to make sure that all of the patterns and all of everything your your goals are, they're going to do the work to make sure that um, it's going to end up how you want it. You're not missing a step along the way. Exactly. Exactly. You have thoroughly researched every aspect. Yeah. Well, um, I would think just me thinking that there, this wouldn't be a huge percentage of the population. I know we've talked about that before, but right, they're very necessary, but I would think they're maybe not a, a strong majority. And who knows? It might be that there's a lot more of them, but they are just inside reading books and, so they, and conserving their energy. I have some good friends who are fives and i i know that for them to come and hang out with me that it it, they have to plan it and hang out you know they they think it through and i know that when we're done like it's it's over like we i need to respect their space and and i love them for that because it's very like okay well we've done the thing so now i'm gonna go and i'm like okay love you bye (laughs) but it's but yeah so I mean, I don't know like what the true numbers are for, you know, how many people are each number, but I would say that there's probably a lot more of them than they're just the ones who are kind of loners because a lot of times it is people who drain them. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's also people who place obligations on them that they don't want. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what you are avoiding, like obligations being placed on you, then you're going to avoid the people who do that. So I think there, there's probably more of them. We just don't see them. They're probably behind the computer screen and, you know, saving the world that way. And as a nine, 
that I've committed to. I see myself in a five as well because I love to read books. I mean, I don't want to go on a podcast or teach a course unless I know every bit of information that I think could be asked because I don't want to be looked at as, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So I think well, that also comes from your one wing. <laughs> True. So you, I mean, the, the need for research may be partly a five, but it's also the fact that you want to be seen as good mm-hmm. and you want to be seen as right and ethical and, you know, that, you know, what you're talking about. And, but yes, I also, I believe that I'm a pretty strong five as well, or at least I have those tendencies because I do, I love knowing everything about it. But again, I know that it's through the eyes of a one that tells me like, I want to make sure that I get it right before I go and talk about it. Yeah. Well, that's a good, a good point there. So moving on to the sixes. Yes. Who are these people? So the sixes are your loyal guardians. These individuals are, they are so much fun. Like they are, um, and by fun, I mean, they are fun to watch sometimes because, um, and I'm picturing one in particular, one of my best friends is fully a six. And I like to think of sixes like a Google tab, like they are a Google browser. Whereas you may have one or two tabs open while you're browsing. Well, in their brains, they have about 90 tabs open, constantly scanning the horizon, constantly scanning the world for every case scenario possible. So if you are, if you are planning or you have a thought of, okay, I want to go to the Grand Canyon next week. Well, then the six is going to automatically start every, like start planning on everything that could go wrong. Yeah. Every, and typically they don't automatically go to what could go right because in general humans don't do that it's a lot easier to see the worst case scenario than it is Mm -hmm. to see the the best case Mm -hmm. it's called a negative bias and that's it's just human nature Mm -hmm. but they will come up with every possible scenario and they will make sure that they are every everything is covered, that everything's packed properly, that they have every contingency. So if there is rain, if there decides to be a snowstorm at the Grand Canyon, they will be prepared for that. And they know that, you know, the chances in the summer may be slim, but doesn't matter. They're ready for it anyway, because it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they want to make sure that they are not without support. Mm-hmm. So their fears is actually fear itself. And so being without support, security, or guidance, they don't want to be blamed, targeted, alone, or physically abandoned. Mm-hmm. So these individuals are, it's all about security and support and guidance, and they will do what they need to do to make sure that they don't lack that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that is different between a six and other numbers is, you know, how I mentioned in for an Enneagram one, you have the inner critic. Mm-hmm. Well, the sixes, they actually have an internal committee. So I like to picture it as like a boardroom where it's like that long oblong shaped table mm-hmm. and you've got everyone sitting and it is, they're constantly, you know, you, they have a decision and everybody talks. 
and gives their opinion. So they've got multiple opinions in their head Mm -hmm. to the point where if they're not on a healthy path, they, they seem to be very indecisive Mm -hmm. and they seem to not be able to commit to any one direction. But when you've got 10 people talking in your head, telling you all the things that you should be doing and you should be worrying about and you don't do that. Oh no, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. This is the best way. No, that's not the way. It's really hard to commit to anything. Mm -hmm. And so they start to depend on other people to make the decisions for them. Yeah. Because if other people make the decisions, then they can trust it. And many times you'll see that they will blindly follow authority figures Mm -hmm. because of the lack of trust on their part. And so this is why, you know, they're the loyal guardians. They're super loyal, but also can be taken advantage of because they are very loyal and they they trust easily because they don't trust themselves. Yeah. And so that's kind of where they they can get in trouble a little bit. So you want them to be on a trip with you because they will have every tool necessary with them, but absolutely kind of a a buzzkill if you want to try something new, right? You just have to convince them a little bit more. Okay. Cause they, they are thinking, like you said, of every different scenario that could go Mm -hmm. on. Yes. Yes. I mean, I think it's a positive thing. Like, like every number. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh no, I, I, I them are definitely too. necessary on a team. Yeah. I keep thinking of, oh, who is that guy on Avengers that is the time has can see all of the future? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> everyone listening automatically knows. It's like, how do you not know this guy? And I do. I'm picturing him. I could but, probably ask my son in the other room. Yeah, in the other room. <laughs> um, but that's who I think that's who a six is, is they can go through and they do the little head thing as they're checking all of the scenarios and saying, there's only one way. I can't tell you because I don't trust it, but uh, there's one way. Yeah, I love that. So we love our sixes as well. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the sevens, which okay. is the number I have to admit, I'm the most envious of I want to be a seven I love what they are but then it's also a little sad to me so let's go into a seven okay a seven is the entertaining optimist so these are our fun loving Mm -hmm. always up for an adventure people and this and I will say as much as you want to be a seven when i first read about sevens i was like oh no like that i am definitely not a seven and which is interesting because when a one is moving towards growth we move towards a seven and i i realized that i when i embrace the seven i had i mean i'm a lot more fun when i'm embracing the seven so sevens are up for anything these are the individuals who just are the life of the party mm-hmm. anytime they're around they are the party like if they don't even need a party and they'll bring it yeah. they they fear being deprived or trapped in emotional pain limited or bored or missing out on something fun like they have major fomo like threes and sevens are the ones that have the most fomo yeah. and it's it's all because they just want to live life fully. They want to feel and experience everything life has to offer mm-hmm. all while avoiding being bored 
or trapped in some kind of emotional pain. And so many times they're so on, they're so focused on the experience. They actually don't enjoy the experience or they don't feel it because they're already on to now I've achieved this. I need, I need to do the next thing. I need to do the next thing always on kind of their adrenaline junkies. Mm -hmm. Now it's also this number and, and every number could become, you know, have addictive behaviors, Mm -hmm. but this number in particular, because they just need more and more and more, the addictive tendencies are seen more in this number. And when I mentioned the sad part of them, it is a lot of times they're going from thing to thing because they don't want to feel their feelings. Absolutely. Experience outwardly, but not go internally. Yes. Well, their, their core motivation is being happy, fully satisfied and content. Mm -hmm. Being bored and feeling negative feelings is the exact opposite of those. That is their fear is being trapped in this dark pain. And so they just go to the next thing in order to experience that and they avoid it. And so, yeah, if they are not healthy and if they don't have friends, especially a four to say, hey, let's sit in this for a little bit, let's deal with this. A lot of times they can find themselves running and they don't know why Mm -hmm. they don't. And they don't even realize because they're just looking for that contentment. Mm -hmm. They're looking for what's next. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they really want to know the most is that they will be taken care of that it's okay, that they can, they don't have to experience everything to experience love and happiness and that they can just be completely satisfied in who they are and not the experiences that they have. Interesting. And I know a whole nother route we could take and and we won't in this series, but relationships whether it be marriage, friendships, whatever, numbers with numbers, and then also teammates. It's like we've talked about, it gives you understanding, but also it gives you um, real empathy for the pain that is Mm -hmm. probably underneath there. So I mean, there is some pain and, but they're also, like you said, life of the party and we want to be around them. (laughs) Right. But when it's time for them to, to feel that pain, you've got to be there for them because it's not comfortable for them. As much as for everyone else, it's not comfortable for them. They've spent their entire life avoiding it. And so sometimes you get to the point where you can't run anymore. And so they need the support of the people around them. And sometimes that means that we have to sit with them and say, no, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to feel this. No, we're not going to move until we feel this, uh, this emotion. And just to help them realize that it's okay. And that it's feelings are fleeting. They won't last forever. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we've come to the end of our numbers and our triads. And I think you have done a great job of explaining everything. And I know people will want to hear more and do more and work with you on coaching related to their number. But is there any thing we haven't talked about as far as the Enneagram and numbers that you want to kind of leave us with? Yeah. You know, one of the things that's really popular to know about the Enneagrams is um, the wings. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to briefly explain what the wings are because there's a lot of, um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of 
like information and it's just people start throwing out numbers. Oh, I'm a one wing nine. I'm a, a seven wing six. And, um, and sometimes they get, they don't understand what they are. And so the wings, so you look at your main number. So with you being a nine, mm-hmm. which is at the top of the circle, you think of that as the body of the bird. And then the wings are on the left and the right of it. Mm-hmm. And so that, so you or your wings are eight and one. And so a lot of times people will be, they resonate with a, they resonate with the, like you said, the um, nine, but you have some five. So they're like, oh, I'm a nine wing five. Well, that's, that's not possible. Right. Now there's a thing called tri-types because again, we have every number inside of us, right? And so, and then we also, every one of us uses our head, our heart and our gut. And so we actually have a main number in each of those numbers. So your tri-type, you're in your heart, in your head triad, you may be a stronger five than you are a six or seven. So that may be one of your three main numbers, but your nine is always the front. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you know, you have a either two, three or four in you as well. That's stronger than the others. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have one of those. So so when you have two numbers that you feel closely related to, like, no, I definitely have some five in me. Like it's a strong five. Mm-hmm. It's probably part of your tri-type. And so it's, it makes sense. Yeah. But for the wings, it's on either side of you. So as for me, I'm an Enneagram one, I have a nine wing and I have a two wing. Mm-hmm. And at any given time, like you can use both of the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, typically one is stronger than the other. But I think as you grow and as you mature, there's times that it will switch which one or they'll start to balance out. And really, when you are in growth, you're learning to use both wings evenly and you're bringing in both aspects and both strengths and helping those to see your weaknesses and alleviate them and to choose your choices, because that's one of the things that the Enneagram allows you to do is when you start understanding your fears, you can see why you're reacting the way you are and you can choose a different path so beforehand you can start to change your patterns simply by acknowledging oh i'm acting in fear Mm -hmm. and so let me choose a different way it's interesting to me as a nine that eight is a wing because they seem so completely different and but what what you're saying right now i can understand because i'm so middle of the road, usually, you know, as a nine, I want to get along with everyone, mm-hmm. but maybe when I'm being strong, I'm going to be an eight and I'm going to stand up for something, you know? And it, so it, it's just interesting. Well, and it's cause you're still you, mm-hmm. it's just that eight, that passion, that need for justice that comes from an eight, like that's inside of you too. So you can pull from that when you need to step up and you need to fight for someone. And the one thing that's interesting is because you are a nine and you, a lot of times you fall asleep to your own desires Mm -hmm. and you kind of, you know, you understand everyone else's Well, bring in that strong eight. When you're focused on other people, you can get stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And so it comes a little bit more naturally, but we need to learn to use it on ourselves and really find what you want and then use that strength and to propel you. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, we can go through every number and kind of say these same things. 
but again, there's so, I mean, we've scratched the surface, just literally scratched the surface. So, um, again, we ask for questions because we'll be back. We will always be back. We will answer questions and, uh, Tammy knows her stuff. So (laughs) if I don't know, have the, if I don't have the answer, I have groups that I can go to again. I like, I'm an, an Enneagram coach and I am, I, I love studying the Enneagram, but I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And so I, but I love learning about it. So ask me any questions and I will dig and find it. And, and yeah, like, it's just, it's so much fun. So I would love both of our um, audiences, if they have listened to this whole series and they know all our social media and all that, I would love if they would drop what number they think they are in a message to us in some kind of way it's just interesting to see you know who we've reached and what number you think you are yes you agree i i do i think it would be great to see that and to um to get that information and maybe we can give you a little tidbits and different things Mm -hmm. on um some hints or just some some cues on what you could focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things, I think we might've mentioned it the first time, but I'll mention it again. I will put the two tests that I really like Mm -hmm. into the show notes, Uh but also remember when you are, when you're sitting in your, when you're taking the assessment, you wanna make sure that you sit and you take it in one setting, one sitting. It takes about 40 minutes. So it's a little bit longer of an assessment, but for a good reason. And you want to think back to when you're in your Mm twenties. And so that way you're really like intense about your responses. So you, you just, you know, go with your gut, go with your, or if you're, you know, if you're in the head triad, go with your head. If you're in your heart triad, go with your heart, whatever comes naturally to you, but just go with what your instinct tells you and don't judge yourself for what your answer is. Because again, not any of these numbers are wrong. Mm-hmm. And every one of these numbers, they have their strengths and their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But without each one, we would be missing out big time. We, without our ones, we wouldn't have, you know, the ethical, ethical rules that we have. We wouldn't have the people who really try to get things right. Without two, we wouldn't have the support. Without threes, we wouldn't have the go-getters who are the big dreamers. Without the fours, we wouldn't be able to sit in any emotions and we wouldn't have our poets. Right. Without fives, we wouldn't have our you know researchers. We wouldn't have these amazing research. We have, wouldn't have our scientists. We wouldn't have these people who are willing to go and sit in books and behind a microscope day in and day out. Without six, we won't have our loyal guardians who are looking out for our best interest and planning every, you know, worst case scenario to make sure you're safe. Without our sevens, we would not have fun. We would, we would be all work. Even the threes who want success and want grandeur, they're without the sevens. No one will know how to enjoy it. Without the eights, we are not going to have the people who are standing up for the little guy, we, you know, where we don't have that strength in those, the people who are the protective challengers who are, would be willing to bulldoze anyone to make sure that there's justice. And without the nine, we wouldn't have the peaceful mediators who are like, okay, guys, we can all see things from each other's perspective if we just step back and have compassion for each other. So every number is so important. Mm-hmm. 
And I love how you just summarize that. And I feel like it's a great way for us to end our series. And again, tell my audience where they can find you. Yes, my I have a podcast called Her Restored Spirit Podcast. It's on Apple and everywhere else that you listen to podcasts. I also have a website. It's TammyMarieCoaching.com. And that's in the show notes, but it's T-A-M-I. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tammy Marie Coaching. Love it. Yes. And how about, so for my audience, how can they find you, Carrie? Well, Beacons of Bravery podcast is what we're streaming on now on my side. And then also on Instagram, I'm Carrie, C-A-R-I dot Normand, N-O-R-M-A-N-D. And um, at Facebook at Carrie Yoakum Normand. I love to have connect both ways with you. And so please DM us, email us, and then also beacons of bravery at gmail.com. So we want your questions. We want to come back and actually maybe we can have a couple guests on our show who are wondering their numbers and we can kind of go from there. What do you think? That would be fun. That yeah. would be an interesting, that would be fun. We yeah. should try that. If any, there's any brave soul who wants to talk about their number and my guess, it'll be a seven who volunteers first. Right. I love it. And the fives will say, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm research it a lot more before I go anywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun, Carrie. Thanks for, for doing this with me. And and I look forward to working with you again and, and talking to you soon. Yeah. In fact, I know that on my podcast that you're actually going to do an interview and we're going to learn more about you coming up soon. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Okay. Well, thanks, Tammy. And you're thank welcome you for listening to our series. And I hope you got a lot of benefit from it. And if anything, I hope you had fun with it. Right. <laughs> Bye for now. Right. Bye. Hey friend, I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you start to claim the confidence to walk in a judgment-free zone as you continue this healing journey. Now I want to invite you to look into working with me. I'm a full-time restoration and confidence coach with a background in marriage and family therapy. And not only that, but friend, I've walked it. As you heard in my story, I've experienced grief, loss, pain, feeling stuck. I've had the desire to break free from the fog and rise up again after the hurt, after the pain, and move out of the grief cycle to begin to wake up with purpose again and live a life of meaning and kind of rediscover who I was before the grief while I was uncovering who I'm becoming. And I have been called to help you with the same thing. So if you feel you're ready to step back into the light, wash away the old, not forgetting the past, but stepping into a new position of purpose, confidence, and identity, I would love to be your coach and mentor through the process. I only take a few clients each month and would love to get you on the calendar to help you navigate this journey. Email me at Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com. Until then, I'll meet you here next week with another awesome topic to help you claim the life that you desire. Don't forget to take a screenshot, tag me, share on Facebook and Instagram, and please share this with another broken-spirited mom who is in need of some soul restoration. Don't forget to rate and review. And until next time, take a deep breath and know there is hope. Bye, friend.